Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestle Your Perception podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. You know her. I'm going to give her a short intro. I've already given her long intros before. It's the ever-present, incomparable, undeniable Coach Casey Rotundi. Welcome, Casey. What's up? <clears throat> Nothing Hi, much. Hi, husband. Hi, wife. Nice to see you. Yes. Nice to see you as well. So, <laughs> so it's very rare when we can, we'll set aside time together without the kids. So we decided to do a podcast. So the podcast, I mean, we've had a very, very well, busy. You've been asking me to do a podcast for a while. No, I haven't. I haven't been okay. asking her. I've, I've gotten up the courage finally. To no, I've it. been, I have. I've been asking you for a very long time and. She's she's ready, and we got a lot to talk about. So we're probably going to do this in possibly three parts, but it's definitely going to be two parts. And we, we'll try not to keep you guys more than an hour, even though that's not how I roll. Yeah, I can't. I can't. But that's how she rolls. We got to keep it moving, y'all. Life is fast. Keep it moving. Yeah. So where we're at, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna have to start. Casey, I got Casey to do this podcast because she wanted to help people it's been rough for her for our family and for everybody that's been going through the past two years and we've had she's had a lot of health um health setbacks i would say in the in the past year or even in the past six months a lot so it's been one thing after the other since the pregnancy yeah you know my body has not been mine since i've been pregnant i guess so when when were you pregnant I know, but <laughs> you say let's it. remind people that um, the last time I was on this podcast was when the gym went out of business and I was seven months pregnant. And since then, we had a amazing, beautiful, talented, smart, funny little baby girl that is just just such a delight. She's a singer <laughs> and a dancer, I mean, and Marco's the best big brother. And it's just it's that's been the biggest blessing. Through everything. And now talking about the babe after you gave birth to Amelia, because I'll start there. It's it kind of, I'm not, that kind of kicked off a lot of uh, issues. Yeah. Well, setbacks. Well, everyone knows how hard it is to be postpartum, right? And luckily for me, this was my second go round of postpartum. Case, a lot of people don't know how hard it is to be okay, postpartum. Okay, you're right about that. Because you know? I've had, um, you know, pe- women without children sometimes they won't understand, and and it's it's fine because I didn't and understand that is it. Fine. And if if you have children or don't have children, you don't understand. Or even it. from a man's perspective, a mother, um, and especially the first time you become a mother, it's it like you almost have to grieve your former life in the sense that like I mean, obviously kids are just the biggest blessing, but everything changes, and so even like having autonomy and independence is. You know, you have to mourn that a little bit as a mom and you are number one and you know their needs and it's just, it's a, it's such a big role. And so I'm happy that, I felt really bad actually for mo- moms that were giving birth for the first time and that still are because it is a different world and you don't have help. So off the bat, being postpartum, you like, you know, once you, you got a nice paternity leave, but okay. overall, like new moms need help and so i'm now have my 3-year-old home full time 
and this new baby. And, you know, I, I, I picked up pretty quick, I think. But then things just kept getting bumpier and bumpier. And, I mean, the thing is, most women, you're going to need help postpartum. It takes a village. And with the pandemic, anybody will tell you that's a mom. Like, you got it. Like, you guys are amazing out there, all the moms out there, because it's been it's been hard to be full-time and not have the ability to care for yourself sometimes and not being able to have people come help you out or get them out of the house. You know, that's rough in itself. We all had a terrible 2020. I am positive of that. So the biggest thing why you wanted to do this and why you agreed to do this is because I think you came out on the other side of a lot of, of a lot of setbacks and we're obviously going to get to the setbacks, but you wanted to let people know that they're not alone and there is help. Right. And that's, that's a little layer there of being postpartum is where we'll start. So that's where the story begins. Four months postpartum. Now people don't know that I, we intended to get pregnant because cancer runs in my family and we're like, I'm turning 37 now or never. And so we got pregnant. We had the baby. Everything was going to be fine and, and move on. And then everything just flipped because when I did this preventative surgery to have everything removed, it turns out there was cancer in there. And this is four months postpartum. And the cancer was is a very rare cancer. So the surgery that you got, explain to people what it is because they don't know what it was. Oh, um, well, I, I opted to have all of my lady parts removed, my reproductive organs. So meaning that technically I am menopausal. So, you know, there's another curveball there for your hormones, which actually I think balanced me out postpartum, to be honest, because women are adjusting for a long time after they give birth. And um, so I'm on, I'm on synthetic hormones now that is a patch on my belly button. And uh, I was not expecting them to call me back and tell me they found a rare cancer that had been caused from the placenta that I grew. And, um, you know, you grow the placenta for the baby, it keeps them safe, um, but it the placenta uh, like became cancerous for me and went into my uterus. And you know, I'm my my genetics is we're prone to these things, unfortunately. So I was somewhat prepared, but not really ever to hear that. You know, I I was on on top of the world the beginning of of 2021. Like 2020 is gone. Let's move on. But, you know, 2020, like, postpartum um, anxiety is a big thing that people don't talk about. It's not depression. It's something else. It's like, and then imagine them going through it during a pandemic. It's it's a mofo for everyone who has anxiety, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I, t- I took a couple curveballs. And then after the surgery, to hear, to hear that... I'm flying high, and I did the right thing, and that I... You were recovering very well. I had, yeah, I was recovering great. Um, and all recovery is the same. I just want to interject that little bit of knowledge, is that fr- whether it's postpartum or my breast cancer surgeries, or I didn't have cancer, go back to my soil, you'll figure it out. But uh, I've had a lot of surgeries. And whether it's knee or your insides or anything, it's all the same type of recovery. And we can get more into that later. Um, but I'm recovering like a boss. And then I hear that they called me on the phone, the doctor. And I remember yeah. sitting on the toilet and I answered the call because I was like, why are they calling me? Yeah. You know? 
and you were at work mm-hmm. and I, I had a client coming and I chose to still take the client and not tell my dad who was there to watch the kids. Shout out to my dad, number one babysitter in the world. <laughs> Love that guy. <laughs> Luigi couldn't have finished SWAT school without him because no, I this guy, know. we didn't even see him for the month of November. So figure out, figure out that math in terms of being postpartum as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him and everyone in a tactical medic and the SWAT team. <laughs> go finish what you're sorry. saying. It's okay. <laughs> hey guys. Finish what you're saying. Um. Anyways, yeah. So then they told me they had to go back in to the same incisions to get out lymph nodes to make sure that the cancer didn't spread. And, and how many weeks after did they have to do that lymph like, node surgery? I think it was five, two weeks. Was it five weeks? Was it five weeks? So It was we three weeks later they called me. They had to send right. my lab right. results to John Hopkins, Hopkins to make sure what they were looking at. And that's why it took me three weeks to get those results. Yes. Uh, and it was just like, oh, because it was, I Such had this surgery form. beginning of January, end of January I found out. I think it was January 25th to be exact. And I chose not to really tell anybody around me. And I just remember... Um, which probably wasn't a good idea. It was, just, it was because I didn't want to have to. I waited till my kids went to bed to tell my. We told my dad, and you came home. Yeah. And, um, obviously, Station Fifty Two, you rock. Like they've been so supportive of my husband's career and everything he's done, whether the SWAT move or, you know, just being there for me with the recoveries. And so we had this next surgery. Thank God, nothing's in my lymph nodes. Flying high again. Let's go. We got Spartan coming up. I'm an athlete. Let's get to business, right? So recovered like a but boss. That was a rough time. Once again. From, oh, let, me set, let me go back a little bit okay. because it's a, it was a really rough time from when you found out about the cancer, which is what was the name of it? Hell yeah, it was a rough time. It was, oh my gosh, placental site trophoblastic tumor. It's very rare. And there's uh, no studies on it. There's no information well, on it. There's not a lot of a lot of people that have that they found it in because it's advanced it, so quickly. Mm, yeah, because the thing is, you grow it in your placenta. Who's to say it didn't happen right when you first started growing the placenta? Meaning, I could have not have fully delivered the baby, but still gotten the cancer at any point. Yeah, and so mothers that get this, they usually do not find out until it's in their lungs. No, until it's at least yeah, because uterus cancer is or uterine cancer is a silent killer, mm-hmm. and by the time, um, like you know, I'm on it because my family history. Don't drop the ball on your health, guys, and so people will dis- get rid of the placenta, obviously, and then come to find out down the road maybe that was the cause. They don't, they won't know. It's crazy. So, anyways, but uh, but I remember. I'm sorry to cut no, you off, but you I remember go. reading about it when I read about. PSTT, right? PSTT. And I remember seeing that it's such a rare form of cancer and you can't really catch it because it's in the placenta and then it's before you know it, it's in your lungs. And the only reason why Casey caught it is because she had a total hysterectomy. And because we lost our business, y'all. You know, that's true too. You know, we had plans and then life happens. Microphone. Life happens, and you know what? Uh, we built something in our backyard, and I invited people, or people hit me up, and I didn't need to promote it. I wasn't, I wasn't doing much to let people know because we were in a pandemic, and just because I owned a business doesn't mean that like I wanted everybody coming to my house. 
And there's certain people, <clears throat> you know who you are, one person, that felt that they should have been entitled. Meanwhile, I knew her for three months. And I'm sorry, I'm going off now. But, you know, like, you can't push a, a, a brand new postpartum woman, five weeks postpartum, to and, and try to invite yourself to their house, like, as if I owe you something because my business went out of business. And you, this is where I'm talking about women in, that are older that might not understand what a mother deals with. So just, sorry, I'll calm down. But anyways, we were, we were rocking and rolling in that way. I don't well, even know okay, I know where we went. So th- listen, we, if we didn't lose the gym, if the gym didn't close, we would have never caught this cancer. That is 100% basically. true. That's basically. 100% true. Because especially given the fact that like, oh, we in a pandemic, I got to go to work and figure out how we're going to operate. It would have ca- been, I, I don't know how I would have survived Casey, in general. Casey would not have gotten the surgery if the gym was still open. If How about this? How could I take time I'll go, off? I'll, go, I'll say all this. If COVID didn't happen, Casey wouldn't have gotten the surgery. So it's pretty crazy how things turn out. I'm not saying Maybe, obviously. Perhaps if we didn't have a pandemic, I'm not saying if a freaking pandemic. It was perfect. Saved my uh, saved my wife's life, and God made no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm God made that happen for her. You never know, baby, but, because <laughs> here I am, and I'm gonna praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> but the um, <laughs> I'm just thinking about your dad. <laughs> What oh, he's going to say when he hears that. So, anyway. So, yeah. Basically, the, pan- the COVID happened. And if it wasn't for COVID, the gym probably would have still been open. And Casey probably wouldn't have gotten the surgery. Probably as quickly, so. for sure. Because, you know, um, like, I went to work three weeks after giving birth to Marco. So, imagine having, um, you know, just, I don't know, like, just... If I didn't, you know, because Marco was supposed to be in school as well, you know, yeah. so that w- that's also part of it. Like, you know, us new mothers, we didn't get to bond with our new baby as much either. So I think I think that kind of. What do you mean? It, well, because when um, part of postpartum in general is being able to bond with your baby. And when you have another child oh. or several, some of you amazing moms. Uh, needing everything from you all the time, it's hard to bond with that baby one on one, and so I'm I'm very grateful for where we are now. And sorry, I had to throw What's, that in there. Why are you saying sorry? Because I know I sidetrack, but no, I, that's I really the whole want idea. the moms to feel that they are heard, like hundred percent. Yeah, you always been a good advocate for women. Thank you. I I want to encourage women to be a good advocate advocate. A good advocate for each other. That is my number one goal, to be honest. I, I like seeing women encourage each other because there's too much tearing each other down. I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and people will say they don't agree, but then they do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't know, help like it. I don't want the drama, but here's a bunch of your it. drama. Yeah. Like anyways, so um, we ain't about that life for real. So you were so okay, you had we had we found out about the cancer. Then you got the you had the lymph node surgery, which was a rough surgery because you had to get your lymph nodes well, removed. That one actually scared me more. I've had a lot of surgeries, and usually, um, you know, muscular skeletal s- system. So, like the lymph node thing scared me because I keep uh, the complications that could happen. I could have lymphedema issues, which actually I do 
every once in a while. Like I went ahead and did OCR World surprise, right? We'll get to that. Um, and I I was swollen down there afterwards, and you know, it's um, yeah. Where in your abdomen, right? In, in my lymph nodes. Okay, and the lymph nodes in your abdomen. Uh, yeah, where I've had surgery, I'll get swollen there okay. if, I, if I, you know, I guess I overdo it or perform too hard. I guess. Yeah. Um, because I came back, but but, you know. That didn't, that never really happened before when I, you know, I jumped in on the Spartan. I didn't expect anything of myself. And this was after the lymph node surgery? This was after both surgeries. So, how many weeks after? Two surgeries in 2021, January and in March, six weeks apart from each other, I believe. And then in April, I podiumed in the Boca Sprint somehow. And I think that's just God flexing on him for real. And because. I I mean I have a I had a lot of pent up emotions too like like I said like a caged animal at the time I think and I mean it was just like oh this is something familiar that we can all enjoy in uh, only they didn't have spectators but I mean it was like home it was like coming home and seeing your teammates again because um, I never was able to get anything class wise off the ground because I I I just never was able to get there mentally yeah and um time wise i mean I'm, I'm busy yeah and uh you know so did that then then two weeks later not a fluke i got second place again go figure and everything was but, fine no it wasn't well okay <laughs> so here's the thing i also have an autoimmune disease apparently well we'll go to the autoimmune disease but what about oh mentally yeah you gotta touch I on mean, that well, i mean okay, the, yes, this whole time 100 percent because that's always been a lingering thing. The thing is with, you know, you always just got to keep trying. And that's where I'm at today. It's like no matter what crappy thing happens, you have to keep trying. You don't really have a choice. And I'm lucky that I'm so blessed with these two little babies. That how could I not smile and laugh and, you know, but what were you have going joyous through? days? Like, but what were you going through? Uh, mentally, uh, I can't even, I just like my own torture, like, uh, battleground in my mind constantly and it still is sometimes definitely not as bad because I I've made so many changes to conquer that because even society as a whole was kind of driving us all towards fear over faith like in terms of being able to believe in if not God in something in yourself at least because you have to be confident in your journey to get anywhere whether it's recovery or whatever goal and so you know I get lit. I get I get like, yeah, like I'm being pushed in this direction because I look at everything bad that happens is like being pulled back through an arrow. And, you know, I'm it's just going to launch you forward because that's all it's ever done before. This is a far pull. <laughs> this was very far. I this was this wasn't a pull. This was like a drag through the mud, like with my mouth open, learning how to water <laughs> ski for the first time. <laughs> but. So what I'm saying is throughout this whole time, because we're going to go in detail because we said we were throughout. The, am I right? Yeah, please. Because okay. people because throughout are this, not, I'm not alone. Because throughout this whole time. And y'all not, from not 2020 to 20 and then carrying into 2021 is you. What was your mental state? I had severe anxiety, but like I did. I do things all. I but do you keep doing things. Possible I know you kept doing things. Overcome whatever it is and you know obviously exercise helps but 
the whole thing at the end of the day for everybody is you have to make time for yourself. And especially as parents, parents, not just moms, but parents in general, like it's hard to make time for yourself, but you have to because you set the tone for your household. And I wasn't doing that. Um, in that time, okay, so the autoimmune disease, this is important because I had back issues lingering since I gave birth and I just figured uh, I got hit with an epidural wrong or something. And when I finally got that checked out in December, already knowing I'm about to have major surgery in January, I went to the orthopedic doctor just to see what was up, maybe get a shot in my back or something. And he was like, oh, you have rheumatoid arthritis. And I was not expecting that. And I actually couldn't deal with it at the time. So I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. And I think that was survival mode. Number one was compartmentalizing. Stay, stay right there because I want you to elaborate on rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune disease because people think rheumatoid arthritis is like arthritis in your hands and it hurts. Well, um, it, it's, it's, it's way different. Yeah. So elaborate on that and the umbrella term. So... Well, rheumatoid arthritis is basically an autoimmune disease where there's inflammation in your joints. And so your body's attacking itself, which is very painful. And people can have it anywhere and everywhere. It's And sometimes it's bad and sometimes it's not. And that's what you'll hear people say, flare up. So autoimmune, this is happening. Your body's doing it itself. So what I've been told is that be- my cancer, you know, causes a stressful reaction in your body. And then also probably bearing a whole bunch of grief with my gym and, and, you know, postpartum and whatever, bearing everything, um, you know, perhaps that didn't help either. But I've been told that the cancer triggered the autoimmune disease most likely. And there could be a genetic factor to this one as well. So That's what is your... Ankylosing spondylitis. Say it again. actually what I have. Ankylosing spondylitis, which is hard to get diagnosed with, it turns out, because it, it, it hides itself and it's not as common in women. Um, and I'm sure every woman has some back pain, especially postpartum. So I wasn't expecting, I was just like, gosh, I really got to like work my core. And I, you know, as a professional, and I like to consider myself a fitness expert because I'm very well educated. I did a lot of rehab settings, especially. I know how to recover from things, these things, right? And I couldn't fix my back. And I was just, that's when I went to the doctor, the orthopedic, and he finally said rheumatoid arthritis. And then I went into surgeries and wasn't able to get a rheumatology doctor until June. And so June comes around. I do all these other tests and shout out to Dr. Farbman. He's amazing because he got it on point. He's like, who told you you have rheumatoid arthritis? And I said, my ortho. And he said, it's actually ankylosing spondylitis. And I've never heard of this, but... Um, and I'm not going to deep dive into it because that's another thing. I, I've chosen to, like, lock up my mindset, and I don't deep dive in the Internet at all. Like, not social media, not not things that I'm going to, like, you know, catastrophize in my head. So Because a lot of times it influences your thoughts, and your yeah. thoughts influence how you feel. 100%. So you got to – if you do a little research, you learn a little bit, cool. If you deep dive sometimes on elements that you have – a lot of times it makes it worse. Sometimes yes. you can figure things out, though. You can, so, like, you're, like, I'm not going to be the cause of my own suffering. I knew It depends on your personality, because yeah. your personality will be the cause of your own suffering. Well, it's easy to, when you're in pain all the time. And when this doctor said ankylosing spondylitis, I was relieved, because 
I had actually forgotten about this pain for so long because I was having surgeries and on anti-inflammatories. And so when this pain came back with the vengeance, I was like, oh, oh, H. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm trying to keep it clean so anybody of all age could hear this and I can play it for my kids one day if they need it. But I... I came off the anti-inflammatories and I was just in a bad spot and I wasn't any stronger and it just didn't make any sense. How am I so high performing and not even being able to function on a daily basis? Like I look, I wake up, I'm so stiff, I'm in pain and I have to go straight to once again, being a postpartum mom and holding a growing baby. And so ankylosing spondylitis is specific arthritis type of immune disease where it attacks my spine the joints in my spine are inflamed and movement is the only thing that helps it's actually stagnancy that can make it worse and that's why I feel it more in the morning or you know just holding my kids and stuff like it's it's bad I can't it's hard to even cuddle and I mean Luigi's had to deal with with all this too and he's just the best he's the best dad the best husband I love you so much thanks Thanks. I love you too. <laughs> so, <laughs> the um, Her husband and wife surprise. Yeah. <laughs> ha! So the um. So you were able because people are like, oh wow, what this girl's doing uh, obstacle course racing and she's getting podiums and whatever and whatever. It's like, how? Oh my gosh! It's the dichotomy of my. Nervous. What is that? What does dichotomy mean? It's kind of like you know conflicting. Like paradox, because here I am. What does paradox mean? Oh my gosh. It's like. (laughs) Go, go. Like almost a hypocritical. Like here I am, this high performing functional athlete. And yet I can't function on a daily basis. It It hurts to drive and cuddle and just be a person. And yet when I'm actually given time to warm up and move, I feel amazing. And I, and I don't feel pain whether it's just walking or whatever. And so that's how I was able to do all these. But now, I hate to say it, guys, that OCR Worlds was my swan song. I'm I'm pretty much done with OCR. I have to be. I'm at risk for vertebrae, uh, vertebrae uh, fractures, and I don't – I it's not worth it to me. I can't reason going and doing this stuff and then being in pain laying with my child. But – there's a strong chance that she can go into remission. That's my mantra. It's your slogan. Listen, can y'all just say it with me real quick, like three times right now? Casey will go into a Coach Casey. Thank you. I, Coach I'm, Casey. I'm still Coach Casey, ride or die. I'm figuring it all out, and that's what I'm here to say in a Coach Casey way. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't, can't. My rap name would be Casey Masterpiece. I've already thought of this. Because of the barbecue sauce, yeah, guys. That's true. So, okay. Because these ridiculous things you say, you throw me off. <laughs> so, that's our life, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say the like, ridiculous where things. Where are you coming from? We're like, what? What are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, if you guys know Casey personally, she speaks her own language, especially through text. I'm, wor- I'm She thinks that you're in her head, and she says things <laughs> that are in her head in a text message, and it doesn't make any freaking sense. And I have to, t- like, just send me an audio <laughs> message because I don't know why. De- she'll be like, what's a perfect example of how this just this happened recently? I, <laughs> I don't know, but your response was great. You go, 
and it was a serious response. I was like, oh no. And then it was like, you have to understand that nobody understands what you're talking about when you text. It, they don't. It's like it's it. Nobody understands. I'm gonna I'm gonna look no, it up. No, no, no. Okay, let's move on. No, no. No, no. no. Go, go ahead, talk. I'm, I'm listening. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay, ankylosing spondylitis. Okay, so now where are you at with ankylosing spondylitis? Because it was what? How many months that you were going on with this for? Um. So apparently, it's something I was probably born with, and that maybe you know. Um, other, uh, other women, apparently this is common happen after pregnancy for the women that do have it. So I'm guessing like, you know, whatever happens to your joints and the relaxing and your hormones with your things getting relaxed in different positions during pregnancy. Um, I guess that's why I'm feeling it more. I don't really know, but the inflammation of course is the main root of the cause. Wait, is that, is that the right thing? The inflammation is the main root of the the cause? cause? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is the cause of ankylosing spondylitis or cause of the pain? Because it's, it's it's your immune system is attacking your spine, yeah. which is sending inflammatory. The, the inflammation, you know, if you have something that's like swollen in your ankle and your ankle's really sw- like like in pain, you know, you're stiff and it makes it hard to walk on that ankle. Well, imagine you're freaking back, and so the problem with this disease is. It to protect your spine, it wants to lay down new bone, and that's what they call bamboo spine. Yeah. And so um, imagine what that does to your nervous system. Like, why do you think I can't function? Because I try, I, you make fun of how good my posture has always been. Yeah. And I'm always very aware of my posture. But like, it's like with this, I want to succumb to bad postures to put less pressure off the area of my spine where it's hurting. And so, you know, like right now I'm in a, a recliner, which is good. Um, trying to convince Luigi to get that zero gravity bed. What's up? Mm-hmm. Like ten thousand dollar bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you spend a lot of time sleeping. It's uh, don't don't sleep on your sleep, guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get yourself a good mattress. <laughs> Keep going. Sleep number. Come on. So I know, right? I'm trying to sell them. Um, so where I'm at right now is I kind of t- I isolated myself. I took myself off social media. So I isolated myself. That was kind of also the problem with pandemic life is going through can- like I was on so many fucking sorry. So many sides of this guy, uh, uh, of this pandemic, but by far the worst was having cancer. Being a oncology patient during this time when I couldn't have you by my side for most things. He couldn't come with me to doctor appointments even when we were having the baby. And, oh, he was lucky he tested negative to be able to be in the birth room, you know. But it's just, it's like the isolation like made me hard. And it's like, well, then I got to the point where I don't, I don't need anybody. And I just didn't feel like anybody kind of cared in a way, like really cared because, you know, people do care, of course. But that's why I got on social media. I was like, I'm not going to explain this to anybody because like I said, it doesn't make any sense. I look healthy and fit and I'm in so much pain all the time and I can't explain it. And so I don't want to explain it to other people. And I can't gloss over these things as highlight reels. Oh, I'm doing a rig, so everything's cool, right? And, you know. But then when you pick up your baby, how much pain you're in. Right. And if I try to describe these things, then I'm just having a pity party. Like, so that's why talking about it right now is good because I want my tone to be heard that I'm going to be fine. Every single one of you are going to be fine. We're going to get through all this stuff because that's what you have to do. What is your choice? So I'm just trying to figure out how I can function really with my kids because like I said it's hard to drive sometimes and my main job is mother wife and I take care of my household 
Yeah. And I stopped working back in July because I got the vaccine and it like threw me. And I kind of want to talk about this for a second because people are judging. And I, this is another reason why I got off social media. I, I can't stand the hate. Like we can't judge each other on each other's decisions. We're different people, right? We all have different experiences. So I took a while to accept the vaccine because I was terrified of it. Um, because what I was going through with my cancer and everything, because it came out around the same time I had the, I heard that I had cancer. So yeah. no, I'm not going to jump in line to get a vaccine. And then you hear from certain other people like, like you're responsible for your community. It's like, well, I need to watch out for myself. So you can't put that on me that I need to put something in my body. I'm not comfortable putting my body. And that's just my, my angle. But then I became too scared not to get it. And I'm so glad I did even though at the time it really kind of threw me. I had a big reaction to it. And then I just realized I can't handle my life. And I couldn't handle going outside even to train people anymore out of our garage and backyard rigs and the, in the garage gym, because I was sweating so much trying to adjust to my hormones Yeah, and I was just getting dehydrated, not feeling good. And also with this, with this, whenever I heard autoimmune disease in the first place, I decided to really tighten up on my nutrition because everyone, you know, being holistic, like I can conquer this without medicine and, you know, just going back, leaning on what I know as a health and fitness expert and nothing was working. And so I had to understand that not only like that I needed help on a molecular level of, you know, one dealing with whatever was happening to my mental state at the time and two controlling this physical pain because what is the point if my quality of life is in the drain I can't like I feel like some days I am just hoping the day goes by because I'm in so much pain you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 complicated and convoluted because you know I'm a person who my placenta gave me the cancer and yet the poetic part about it is my genetics are passed on to that little girl who's going to have to face the same challenging situations. And I can only pray and know that medicine will be further along in science with that. And she'll have an easier time. It's not a hundred percent because, but like, you know, I have guilt about that. And then, uh, yeah, it's not a hundred percent. She even has it. You and we've why? been told that she doesn't have because cancer of me. now either. What? Because of my genetics. Yes. She looks just like you. I don't even see myself ever when I look at her. <laughs> So it's hard. It, nothing is guaranteed where you're going to pass anything bad to the kids or any type of, you know, so we don't sure, know that. Amen. Because she's dark and, you know, she came out of my body. We got to tell this, though. Well, they're half of me. She so came out with just eyes not. wide open. That's Julie's got my big eyes. That's what people say. Eyes wide open, not making a peep. And that is so her personality because she just stared at us for like an hour. Yeah, she just like, looked she around. Like, she didn't even she cry. Okay? She just looked around. What were you saying? She's looking around. No, yeah, she was looking around, around. and that's what she does. She takes it all in. She's such a little dolly, and uh, Marco's just the best big brother, and she's so lucky to have him because he's just an incredible kid. And I'm that's the thing is like you know my passion went all into that, and I'm so lucky that I had that because it really did. it, It gives me no choice but to pick myself up out of bed and and get to work. I don't have a choice because I think. The worst time of my life was when I was younger going through a bunch of surgeries because you're, you know, I don't, like... You'd be just drinking. These are just such a blessing. They really are. What would you be doing? My family. 
I'd, I'd be probably drinking, you know, probably just, and this is what I'm sure other people have done. I know some of you that, you know, you're going through something and you lean on those bad habits, but where does that get you? It doesn't get you anywhere and it doesn't help your problems, especially if you're eating like crap. That number one is that. Um, but what I was going to say is that actually, I actually, I also kind of, for me anyways, I took it a little too far. Like I was almost scared of food and I've had, you know, I talked, I talked about this once in a post where, you know, like touched on eating disorders in the past. And that's why I like teaching people to treat themselves as athletes. Cause you have to fuel yourself to perform and function and, and be injury free. But, but I, exactly. And like, look at Amelia Boone, you know, she's very open about it and I'm glad she is. I'm, I'm yeah, long past those ideas. So what were you going to say, babe? No, I'm saying she's very open about it. And I, I think I, she's yeah. helped a lot of people. And it helps her, I'm sure, to share. But I that's not what I wanted to do with my story. Not yet. I needed preservation because I was at the end of my rope. Because when I found out it was ankylosing spondylitis, th- during the same time I'm getting thrown with this vaccine, I was sick and feverish and sweating and just terrible. And then I find out about this and I was just like... I didn't have time to process. This is late July. I didn't have time to process anything. And, and then my can- my six-month cancer scans are coming up. And I was like, I got to go. Ne- social media was so negative. And I just needed to be able to control my mindset because everyone wants to perpetuate fear these days and different opinions and just negativity. And, and also, you know, not for nothing, but